And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. That is Josh the Punk Thompson, also known as the Pork. Look at him, he's <laughs> buffing out, man. But hello and welcome to the Weighing In Podcast. We got some stuff to talk about. Got a pay-per-view coming up all the way from Australia. So you'll be watching that sucker at a different time than you normally do again. Everything's at different times anymore. What's up, my man? How you feeling? Never forget John the Old Man. <laughs> <laughs> That is altered, oh. Mister Altered. No, 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 no. You're, you're lying now. You See, know, now you lying. know. Miss McCarthy puts makeup on you before the show. <laughs> Every show, we know this. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bronzer. I see. I see yeah, what I a, see. The what? Is that what it is? I see how great of a job. Hell, that the, they the best do, part is what the Bellator when, does. When, when that when that interview was was being done at Rogan's, hell, I didn't have gray hair then. <laughs> That's like, great. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to look like. So that's uh, all right. It's just love it. foreshadowing of the future. Forecasting. I got another one, too, that uh, a fan sent out to us because they did some artwork, and then I threw it up onto a T-shirt here. But this is funny. One of those, you know, pencil drawings or color drawings. I love that one. Uh, yeah. Look at the jaw on me, man. I didn't think it could get any <laughs> bigger. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good jaw. It is. It's definitely a hittable jaw. It is very, very hittable. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a good one, though. I thought... That's some good yeah. work right there. That's good. Oh, yeah. Nicely done. Gosh, Very man. nice. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, but, hey, guys, before we get started, make sure you guys go to our uh, subscription down there and hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. If you guys are watching this, hit that subscribe button. Hit the little bell there. We're going to release some extra shows coming up here and have some fun with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start reaching out to some of these fighters, getting some guests on so hey don't miss out on those we also have some live shows coming this week we're gonna do a live show this week so make sure you guys are following us on OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash weighing in onlyfans.com slash weighing in we only do our live shows on OnlyFans. so make sure you guys follow us over there it is free no there's no charge for the subscription over there at onlyfans.com slash weighing in and like i said Go to our Clips channel, go to our regular channel, hit the subscribe button on both, hit the little bell, get the notifications. I want to thank you guys. Look, I've been hearing, John, though, that people have hit the little notifications on their phone. And for some reason, YouTube has kind of like shadow banned us a little bit. And I was wondering, because we went, you know, we went from like 112, 113 to 118 pretty fast. Then we've been stagnant there. I don't know. Maybe we said something. Maybe it's because I think you know what it was, right? I think it was the one. Hold it. We we pissed somebody off. No, I think I, I think it's when I called you Joe Biden that one time, and I think that right there, that <laughs> you gotta I, be kidding. That automatically got a shadow banned. Oh, <laughs> I think so. I I'll think so. If, if, oh, I don't even want to talk. About it. Have you seen <laughs> all these things? All of a sudden, all of these, you know, all these. It's all, it's all crazy, but all these indictments are all of a sudden falling apart. Mm. Now people are all complaining, and people crazy. are happy, and it's like I'm like cracking up. It's like, and you expected all this stuff. It's so nuts. No. It's crazy, crazy. man. It's crazy. It's Our like, world's it's, crazy. You know what's funny is um, I saw a thing. Uh, so I think it was, maybe it was Rogan. Somebody put it out. I can't remember who. And just, I didn't want to get into it. Never mind. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I just, I didn't want to get into it. It's just, where do we go for fact checking? Remember when people used to say Google it? Oh, yeah. You can't Google it. You can't it Google anything. it anymore. Nothing. Google, Google's like Google the biggest. 
Google is like the biggest. Oh, we're gonna give you our one whatever side we want to push uh, it's this so way. Bad, man. It's so oh, bad. it's horrible. Gosh, it's so upsetting. But hey, it is what it is, and uh, you know, you look, do enough research, and you'll find out the truth. Just gotta, you gotta take your, you gotta listen to this person's perspective, listen to this this person's perspective. Don't just and listen and, to someone and buy the bullshit, and, and, no matter no, who it is or what. No, side listen it is. to the right person, listen to the left person, and the truth is in the middle. That's kind of where I'm at right now. That's exactly where That's I'm at with everything. All right, look, uh, look, you know, this is uh, I'm kind of excited for this weekend's fights, but look, there's a couple fights on here that I'm ex- I'm pumped about. No, no, no. I, you want to talk about excitement? I got excitement. What do you got? I finally won. What? what life? <laughs> what you no. win at? <laughs> I won on Bidadu. What's that? You see, this is the problem. What is Bidadu? I come with all of this excitement thinking that my partner, is, my man, I don't, Josh, I don't know what he's a real man. He'll know what Bidadu is. He knows what heavy equipment is. Bidadu. What's Bidadu? It's, it's all big time construction equipment okay okay tell me tell me more about it. Now, i know you're big into this stuff i have got my ass whooped on multiple times because i'm a cheap bastard and i will not go past a certain point but I, I need a scissor lift you know what a scissor lift is a thing that kind of scissors things up in the air oh jesus yeah <laughs> there well at least you're close that's all good right, all right okay battery operated guy wheels mm-hmm. it goes up you know depending upon what size we get 20, yes yes i know feet, what this is like when i have very tall light bulb uh i have a vaulted ceiling in my new house and yep. uh it, they're like i think the ceiling's uh 18 feet tall so i need to get a scissor lift in here to change the light bulbs apparently thank yeah, you yeah see so i've got you know my place that is, we're putting together that is just the biggest pain in the ass i've ever been through <laughs> and uh how tall are your so ceilings? I've got, you know, 25 feet. At yeah. The you're you're going to need. <laughs> it all so, sounds good in theory. When I bought the house, oh, I was like, it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. vaulted ceilings. Great. Change a fucking light bulb. Fuck off. <laughs> so like, you know, my garage has got, you know, to the side of the wall is 20 feet. Yeah. The middle of it. It's 25. And, you know, and I, I have to do things that I'm going to get, you know, I'm putting stuff up. And so I have to have a way to get it down. It's like, well, I, I can't just pop up with the ladders because then Mm -hmm. i also have work i have to do right so it's either get the you know the scaffolding stuff and put the scaffolding up and do all that so i've been bidding on these scissor lifts and i keep on losing because again i'm I'm being a cheap bastard and i said i won't go past this point Mm -hmm. and so i mean and i'm like the last second bidder i wait till five seconds and i put in the bid you know you have been outbid mother (laughs) i lost again Day I won. All righty. Boom, can baby. I, boom. Can I ask you how much one of those things runs? $2,800. Oh, that's not too what bad. I, paid. I was, no, I was it's, expecting. It's, it's an older one. Oh, no. If you get them new, they're like $26,000. I was going to say, I was expecting around twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, so, maybe, maybe he's been on something around nine, ten thousand. 10000 Okay. No, 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 no. Dude, I could get one all day at, the, at that price. Okay. Well, I'm the cheap bastard going for the ones that are decent, still work. But not enough people are bidding on it. So finally got it. So I have to drive down to Atlanta to go pick it up. You know, here's the thing. You know, you're talking about betting right now. And uh, right now we don't we don't have a not deal. Betting? No, no. Yeah, you were basically betting on. You're, you're bidding, which <laughs> is betting. betting. You're betting no, on hoping you'll get it. auction. That's betting. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. You're hoping when you put betting. your money there that you, you get it. 
that's you, there's a good chance you're gonna lose it if you win. You lose the money when you win. That's, that's the, just guess you're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but look, there, there's some fights that are kind of interesting to me this this week in the betting areas, only because look, not only is it a chance like for you an opportunity in terms of the what are they called. Um, Parlays? Par- yeah, not just parlays, but you can also... Look, there's a good chance that Izzy's going to win this fight. And there's probably a good chance that Izzy's going to get a finish. So if I take some of these prop bets on here that are going to be available, I mean, there's a good chance you could you could come out ahead for, for a small bet. I mean, I'm going to say, let's just say I go on Izzy getting second round knockout. The bet on that's probably, if I bet, let's say I bet 100 bucks, probably the turnaround on that's about 400 or maybe 600 Somewhere in there. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm off the top of my head. I haven't looked at any numbers. We, um, we used to work with a, a gambling site for a long time, for about three years. We were with them. Um, we, we left them. And then when we left them, now we're in search of another one. So we're going to actually get back into doing some of our weighing on the odds. Uh, we've had a couple of people that are interested in working with us in terms of our betting sites. And I know that, um, our fans have been asking us. They've been saying, Hey, how come you guys don't wait, do weighing on the odds anymore? I loved them. It was great. Gave me a little bit more insight. And as I've been coming around and kind of hitting more of the prop bets, a little more, um, you know, picking rounds, picking submissions, picking whatever it is, you know, more of that type of stuff. When you can see that something like this, Alex Pahea finished Sean Strickland in what was it, round one? No. Round Second two? Round. round one or round two, he finished him. Hit Second him with round. a nice shot. But can you look that up there, uh, Dave? On Sean Strickland, Alex Pahea, I think it was round one. Left hook, no. Left Come hook, on, really? round one? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah round yeah, one. Yeah, right. I think it was round one. Oh, uh, they had a couple quick. They had one little quick exchange, and uh, then I was hit him with a shot. Boom, put him out. Um, look, Izzy's going to be a little bit more of a sharpshooter. Doesn't have the power though that Alex Perea has. And when I look at what Alex, what Izzy can do, Izzy's got the speed. <clears throat> He's a little bit more accurate, and he can throw two and three punches in a faster combination than Alex can. I look at how that is and how Sean is. He rolls with the shoulder, okay, but the ability for Izzy to hit him with the hook. Like just how Alex did hit him with the hook when he rolls if he, and, and Izzy's very accurate, hit the combinations, boom, hit the right hand to get him to roll right into the left hook and then come back with another right hand or double up on the left hook. If it's yeah. there, those are the opportunities that I think that Izzy will have early in the first round. Sean's going to have to get off to a fast start crushing that space. And I'm not sure that Sean Strickland has the style. I know that he's got the style inside the phone book, inside the phone book, phone booth. To, to make booth. it to make it a dirty fight to it's make a phone it a phone book that's even tighter spot <laughs> that's even tight that's a, that's some tight <laughs> shit right one there one foot in the phone book yeah. baby let's go but I look at Sean Strickland and I say hey if you can get Izzy into that phone book and phone book, now you got me saying phone now you can't say it damn it into the phone booth he can make it a good fight he can make it a, he has an opportunity in there but in that range outside that range out in that punching range and kicking range it's gonna be all Izzy. So I want, it's going to be very telltale on how how Sean Strickland starts his fight. But I definitely start looking at some of those prop bets. And can Izzy finish in the second round? Can he finish in the third round? Those numbers are going to be a lot higher. And as you get later in the fight, those numbers may actually increase. So it might be, oh, might, yeah, it might actually behoove you to go ahead and say, hey, I'm going to put down 50, you know, in round one, maybe put a uh, 75 in round two, you know, a hundred in round three, cause you're going to get that money back when you hit. I mean, take a look at what the numbers are, but I mean, I don't know what they are right off the top of my head, but I'm saying right now, if I look at that, those are kind of the type of bets that I would start looking to take. <clears throat> those are prop bets. Yeah. That's exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I look at this and it's, Yes, Izzy knocked out Alex, 
But Alex is very open. He fights very open. Uh, Sean doesn't fight open. Sean fights very defensive. And once Sean feels comfortable in the fight and gets on a roll, his defense actually gets even better because he knows that distance that he needs to cover or he needs to keep his opponent from covering. I think the real big difference, the, the length is going to give Strickland a little bit of problems, just like mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> Alex's gave him some problems. You can only, it's hard to shoulder roll in MMA. Now, some guys, you know, Bobby some Green. guys you know, can do it. Bobby Green. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not easy. No. Now, Sean, you know, Strickland, he does it, and he, he's very proficient with it. And look, Strickland's a tough son of a bitch. He is a fighter, you know, and it's one of those, you look at, not everybody that fights is a fighter. Hmm. I know that's a weird statement, but it's just the truth. Hmm. You have some guys, man, they, they'll get into a fight, you know, just because, well, you're giving me the opportunity, let's do it. Hmm. And there's other ones, it's all about, nope, I fight for money. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm never going to get in a fight outside of, you know, stepping into the cage or anything like that. And that's fine too. But Sean Strickland is a fighter. If he, if he wasn't fighting in the UFC, he'd be fighting other places. He would, he just loves fighting. And so, you know, he always has a chance here. Now it's obvious that Israel Adesanya is going to be the big favorite and he should be, he is a sniper and he is incredibly good when you're talking about people that he's not worried about taking him down. And if the, and if you're going to look at Sean, if, if Sean has a weakness in MMA, which Demetrius Johnson is talking about, everybody has you know, have a weakness, okay? And he's right to a point. It is his wrestling. That's his weakest point. You know, his stand-up is damn good. His, his ground game is actually, his submission game is pretty goddamn good. But the weakest part of his game is going to be it's the wrestling. And that's where Izzy has the ability to feel pretty comfortable on his feet. That makes the, makes it a difficult fight for Sean. Yeah, even though Sean has weak wrestling, I mean, there is the opportunity for him to get the takedown if he sets it up properly. He's going to have to hit him off the either catching the kick, <clears throat> excuse me, or he's going to have to hit him off the combination. He's got to get Izzy kind of taking a, a step backwards, try to snatch the single, maybe try to run into a double, but like those type of things. Every time I've seen Sean try to get these takedowns, I think in that body lock position, he may have an opportunity to get the takedowns in the body lock position. Good. Um, the singles and doubles, I just don't think. I think Izzy's the speed of him being for Sean to be able to snatch a single. He's not he's not fluid enough in the wrestling for the single leg takedowns to really be that effective. Plus his athleticism, Izzy, his balance, all of those things. He knows how to defend takedowns. He does it on a daily basis. When the fighters that have their whole game is to defend the fighters' takedown. Their whole career has been that. Guys like Paul Daly. It's only against the elite top-level wrestlers do they have a hard time with. And it just That's so right. happens that the 185-pound division doesn't have those. Okay? It has one guy. His name is Bo Nickel. That's it. Okay? The rest of the division does not know how to wrestle. And they do know how to wrestle, but they don't know how to wrestle. Uh, the, they're not adequate enough. Shemaev. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, we'll see when he ever comes no back. No matter what Bo Nickel says about his wrestling. Yeah, we'll see when he comes back, though. You know what I mean? I yeah. look at I look at Jamayo. I think he's a fantastic fighter. I think he's a great wrestler. Yeah. It's it, that type of wrestling, I think, is he's fantastic at it. But will it will it will it play out as well against someone like an Israel Adesanya when punches are coming at you, knees are coming at you, striking, and he doesn't fear your wrestling. I mean, he struggled a little bit with Gilbert Burns in some of the wrestling as he got tired in that third, second, and third round. 
Now, is is a different story too in the striking. He will be there in the second, third round, fourth round, and fifth round in the in the conditioning, cardio, all those things. So it makes for an interesting fight. But let's talk about Sean. Sean, I think, has the opportunity to get this takedown. Uh, he's got to do it in exchange. He's got to do it in. Um, <clears throat> he's got to do it in transition. He's got to get him while Izzy is throwing and while he's set in place. He can't get him while Izzy's stepping on an angle and trying to throw. He's going to have to close that distance right away. I think for the only way to him to, for him to get takedowns will be in the body lock type position. Try to drag him down. Try to maybe jump, like, you know, kind of jump to his back and get hooks and drag him down that way. Some Those type of ways, I think, he's going to have to either lift and, you know, kind of like knee tap him a little bit with his outside knee. He's going to have to do something along those lines to get Izzy down. And then can he hold him down? Especially those first two takedowns, it's going to be hard to hold him down. I think after the first two, if he's able to get one or two, it'll be they'll come a little bit easier, but they're still going to okay. be difficult. Watch the Dave, pull up Izzy's record real quick, because this is here's the point that you really got to think about when you look at his record, and it's not so much the wins losses, okay, but when you see him against a striker, look at the result. It's usually a TKO, a KO. He finishes the person through strikes. When the person he's facing has got good grappling. It tends to be the decision. He'll get the win. Yoel Romero, great wrestling. He didn't try to wrestle, but decision, boring fight. Paulo Costa, TKO. Paulo's what? He's a striker. Yeah. The you know Marvin Vittori, decision. What was Marvin trying to do the whole time? Take him down, right? Go to Robert Whitaker the second time he fights him. Decision. Whitaker trying to take him down a lot. Jared Cannonier. That one, Jared really didn't re really try to take him down much. He tried a couple of times mm -hmm. and stuff, but he, he really was working the stand-up, but it became a decision. You know, fights another striker in Pahea. He loses that, then comes back and wins that. Like, against strikers, he usually gets finishes. Mm -hmm. That's really mm -hmm. the, you know, the whole thing, except for the one loss you know, to uh, Alex. He gets finishes against strikers, and, and, and you got to look and say, overall, Sean Strickland is a striker. Yeah. I like I said, I'm looking at more of the Brett, the bets that will, you're going after Brett. money. I'm going after money. This this is one of those. This is one of fighting those cards. in a phone book. Yeah, this is one of those cards. Like if Sean Strickland wants to get the win, he's gonna have to fight him in a phone book. He's gonna have to make it a dog fight in club phone book, phone booth, phone booth. You got now. You're I'm stuck, me. man. I'm stuck on You're it now. Killing me, dude. He's gonna have to fight him in a phone booth. Uh. <clears throat> And um, and he's going to have to utilize that body lock and, and try to get those takedowns when they come. Don't force them. Don't hang on the legs too long. Don't don't be hunched over too many too, too much to let Izzy put his weight on you and make you carry his weight as the fight goes on. Because, man, when guys are that proficient in striking, they're so relaxed on the feet that they know That's that... That's right. They don't get tired. They don't get as tired on the feet. You know, they can still... But Sean doesn't get tired on his feet. I'm not saying he's going to get tired. I'm saying though that the defense becomes a little less effective when True. you when you start to, when you wrestle that much. Your arms get a little heavier. Your hands don't get back to your face as much. Izzy's going to be more relaxed on the feet. He's just all those years of striking, all those years of top but level kickboxing. Do you honestly think that Sean is going to really work at getting takedowns throughout the whole fight? No, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say he shouldn't. I'm trying to say he needs no, to get him. Yeah, a, he he needs to get him in transition. He needs to get it when they come easy. And when they don't feel like they're coming easy, abandon it and go back up to the body lock or go up to the clinch, go up to go up and make maybe just make space. 
get a, you know make yeah. space and create a, just enough space just, just to just let the combinations exit, go. exit with exit with something that lands yeah exit with caution though too oh yeah and he's exit with caution Ex exit like you said exit with something that's, exit throwing out you yeah. don't exit throwing out you're gonna end up you know getting caught with something whether an elbow whether whatever it is you don't you gotta exit throwing out um you know this to me this is gonna be it's gonna be a telltale for Strickland man it seems like he didn't want the fight but he kind of got yeah. kind of got pushed into it a little bit. I think he was 100% okay with just taking these guys that, that Izzy keeps knocking down and he just keeps beating up to like whatever it well, is. I think I think Sean likes fighting in the Apex. He lives in Vegas and he's like, "I'll oh, just stay here at home yeah. my hometown. I like fighting in the Apex. I, you know, little, I don't need the crowd." A little bit of that Forrest Griffin. Yeah. A <laughs> like, bit. I don't want to leave. I don't yep. want to go anywhere. I like to sleep in my own bed, you know, maybe get a hotel for one night. Just feel yep. feel like I'm living in the lap of luxury and then, you know, get up, do my <laughs> thing. Same normal oatmeal and bullshit. That's, I, I love fighting in San Jose, man. It's fucking yeah. a blast. You get up, you're like, same some guys routine, are great changes. at fighting. Some guys are great at fighting where they live and some yeah. guys are not. Yeah. But, you know, Sean has done very well in the Ape. <laughs> so I bet he, he's like, Australia. Damn, yeah. that's a long ways. Uh, okay. But. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. Next fight. Co-main event. Co-main event for this one is Ty Tuyavasa, the shoey man against Alexander Volkov, six foot seven, a ton of experience, a guy who's been champion. He was champion in Bellator for, uh, I want to say he was the second. Second against uh, after Minikov, right? No, no, no. He was after Cole Conrad. Cole Conrad, the big wrestler from yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cole Conrad. Yeah. Cole Conrad just quit the sport. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to Cole Conrad? I don't know. Think about that. He was good. Great wrestler. He was good. <clears throat> but anyway, so Volkov, you know, look, he's had a ton of success in the UFC. But it's the guys that don't back down from him and don't give him space that tend to cause him problems. Mm -hmm. And I don't see Taito Yavasa doing anything other than trying to crush space on him and just brawl, make mm -hmm. it ugly, get in tight with him, bang him to the body, come up to the head, use that weight that he has, put try to put weight down onto him. Volkov's mm -hmm. gotten pretty good with his wrestling and stuff, but I don't think you're going to see wrestling coming out of uh, no. Tuyavasa. He's going to be sitting there trying to wing big shots, and he's got power, and he can, he can definitely put Volkov away. But Volkov is absolutely the more technical fighter but Tuivasa is the funner fighter yeah i'm looking at Tuivasa potentially getting this knockout and i'm looking back at the prop bets on what round he may do it now on top of that though <laughs> prop bet like a mother i know but then i also look at too like we have volkov volkov could get him out of there too because where Tuivasa is weak is to the body the push kicks to the body the tip those tip kicks to the body absolutely all those things will have an effect if he gets or if he gets started early Volkov does with those push kicks. They'll have an effect. Now, his push kick is a little bit different than um, Cyril Gons. Than Cyril Gons. Cyril, Gons, Cyril Gons is more of like a snap toe kick. Yeah. And as much as they look like they don't look like they hurt, they hurt. Uh, one of the guys that I fought or not fought that I trained with was Kung Lee. And Kung Lee, when I sparred with him, they were nasty, man. They were horrible. And all the students he had, too, they used to do them really well. There was a young kid named Jose Palacios who did it really well. It was just like a little toe kick. They used to, they used to tape their first two toes together. And they would just toe kick you over and over and over again, and man. Try and actually extend those toes yep. out into your body. 
Yep. Yeah. And they like were, a big knuckle. Yeah, they were nasty, man. They and even though when they just grazed, they still got you just enough to knock the wind out of you and make it a a hindrance for you to actually get a deep breath. And then that's how they worked it. And then Kong was one of the one of the best at doing it, man. <clears throat> um Wolkoff's is more of a push kick up the middle, which still is very effective, but you hit more yeah. not with the toes, but you hit with like the ball of your foot. Ball of the foot. So it's got to be accurate. He's got to catch him just right. But I have learned this over the years because I when I was sparring with with Paul Bonatello, <clears throat> Paul Bonatello used to hate when I would throw the push kick to the body because his belly stuck out a little extra, and my toes got there a little sooner. And they just it did they didn't get to the they didn't get the idea of parrying it away or whatever it was sweeping it. of sweeping yeah. it away or actually scooping and lifting so it didn't have as much effect and just kind of sitting their hips back a little bit. But all of those things play a factor. When I'm looking at this fight, <clears throat> I mean, I would definitely probably at the, at the end of this thing, I don't think this fight's going three rounds. I think someone's getting knocked out. So if I'm looking at prop bets, I mean, it depends on how you want to go with it. But I'm gonna say Volkov. I'm gonna say Tuivasa wins by knockout. You're in the first or the second round, and then I'm gonna say if it goes into the third, I think Volkov may end up catching him. <clears throat> I don't see this fight going to the ground. I think Tuivasa fights too wild. He fights really aggressive. I think the crowd is gonna get on him, and he's gonna really come out trying to prove a point. So I'd be yep. leaning more tight towards Tai Tuivasa. Uh, but I haven't seen what the prop bets are on this <clears throat> in terms of the rounds, though, and how it would go. I'm looking at it right now. You got Tai Tuivasa is the underdog at plus 210. You got Volkov is the minus 250. I'm probably taking Tai Tuivasa. He's, they're in, they're in uh, Australia, man. I'm taking that bet. I, I'm taking I that definitely, bet. I would take the Tai Tuivasa in that. It's a plus 210, especially. Look, the guys that have given Volkov problems are guys that have big power and just brawl. Mm -hmm. Look at Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, he was kicking Derek Lewis's butt through a lot of it, mm -hmm. giving him problems. And Derek Lewis, one big shot, takes him out and right near the end of the fight. And you look and you go, Tai Tuivasa is the kind of guy that has given Volkov problems throughout his career. You look at those 10 losses that he has, a lot of them have been not to the guys that were technically more skilled. They were either good wrestlers could put them on the back or they were brawlers that were just tough and would walk through what he was able to throw. So, Well, if you look at the gone fight and the two of Asa fight, that, that fight together, <clears throat> he had gone hurt in that fight. And then gone yeah. and then gone and came back and hurt him and put him away. You don't put that. Look at that. Ty's got to fight him that way. Volkov's not as fast as gone. He's not. He's no. <clears throat> He's not a good striker. He's not near as athletic. So it, Ty, though, here's the one thing that concerns me about well, about Ty. Is that reach and that range that Volkov has, it can sometimes make fighters fight on the outside. It keeps him away too much. Ty, See, I, I think Ty, Ty's good at sticking his head in the middle of your chest and keeping you against the cage. And if he does that, I think he wins by knockout. Uh, I, I agree. I, I, do look, I look at this as... Yes, Volkov's got more experience. Volkov has done more. Tuivasa in Australia, that's a hard person to beat when he's there. That The home crowd is going to be going crazy, and he thrives on that. Oh, he absolutely. He thrives on the energy of the fans. So. Oh, he he loves he loves the fact that like people are out there doing shoeies. He's chew, he's oh, yeah. chewing them on while he's fighting. I mean, he loves that type of stuff. And I think this is this is more motivation for him to get back on track, try to get back to a title run potentially. But I mean, he he's got all the abilities to beat Volkov. Volkov has been a little stagnant. Sure, he's like he just there's not there has been no buzz around him or about him. 
as of lately. But why? Pull up his record here. Pull up his record. I know. Hey, he, I mean, he's been doing well. Be honest about it. <clears throat> Take a look at you know you you sit there and you go. Hold it. That's uh, Tui Avasa's record there, Dave. <laughs> I got like 20 records open right now. Uh, there you go. I was like, wait a second. He just Stick fought. What's one. his name? I was like, I didn't know. He fought so good. <clears throat> so he's got, he, he lost to Tom Aspinall yep. by the straight lost arm bar. But then he comes back and gets uh, against uh, Rosenstruck. He got a win against him. TKO punches. And then he gets a win against Romanoff, which TKO punches. He just, there hasn't been any talk about him. Like he was at the top for a while. The reach, the range, his his talent, his abilities were giving him a giving everyone a hard time. He's giving Derek Lewis a hard time. Yeah. He beats Marcin Tabura, then he loses to Tom. He lost to Cyril Gone before that. But he had a win over Walt Harris, had a win over Overeem, lost to Curtis Blades. Like he's winning two, losing one. Winning two, losing one. And it just can't get he can't seem to get the ball rolling. And I think he's gonna have a hard time in Australia trying to get this win against the hometown boy. And it's gonna it's gonna be because the way that Two of Asa fights. Oh, man. The way he fights, he just comes forward, puts, like you said, puts his head in the chest. He's going to let those hands go. And I think it's going to be. He cannot stay on the outside, like you're no. saying. That's, if he stays on the outside, he's going to end up getting picked apart. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's go on to the next one. Manel Cape against Felipe Dos Santos. Flyweight division. Manel Cape. Very fast, very good. Same thing with Dos Santos. Dos Santos, probably the better ground fighter overall, but both guys just outstanding as far as speed. But Dos Santos undefeated at this point and uh, doesn't have the experience, especially the experience inside the octagon that Manel Cape is now comfortable with because even when Manel came over from Ryzen, he was having a little bit of, you know, octagon fever, as I would call it, that he just wasn't comfortable and wasn't mm. able to perform to his best. Now he's there. Now he's understanding exactly what he needs to do, and he's been fighting really well. What do you got on that on that bet there, Dave? <clears throat> Manel Cape versus uh, Dos Santos. It's got to be Cape's got to be the yeah favorite. Yeah, he's favored. At, what do you have? By a lot. Yeah, I got minus three hundred on mine. Minus three minus three seventy with a plus three hundred five for yeah. Dos Santos. <clears throat> Seven and zero and though. All that. That's the experience I'm talking about yeah. because Dos Santos coming not as much, not near the experience now, and Manel has been really looking comfortable in his fights. He is now fighting his style, and he's fast, man, and speed kills. He's explosive, very explosive. Yep. Uh, he's got good wrestling. Doesn't tend to utilize it as much as he should. Uh, he's got you know he's got phenomenal wrestling. He's got he's got fast hands, fast flying knees. He's great on the scrambles and transitions. Manel Cape is, and he just he just needs to go out there and believe in himself. Did you say he's got phenomenal wrestling? It's pretty good. Phenomenal wrestling? I think it's pretty good. His double leg into his transition off of his takedowns, I think it's fantastic. The yeah. speed of his takedowns, John, are good. Now, well, he's just he's just fast everywhere. Okay, but I'll I mean, give him that. Getting in that deep and finishing the way he can finish, he's super strong as well. For the size, yeah. for his size, he's strong. The lift, the takedown, all of those things. He just doesn't utilize it as much as he should. I mean, no, some of these, likes some, yeah, some of these betting odds, they've got him at minus 400. I see minus 385, 395, 399, minus 400. I see it all across the board. They've all got him favored pretty high. Yep. So, 
But look, anytime you're dealing with someone who's undefeated, coming into something new, that's going to be a little dangerous for them. But they have nothing to lose. Look, I'm, I'm being brought in. It was supposed to. It wasn't supposed to be uh, Dos Santos. It was supposed to be Kai Car France. Yes. And so this is Kai Car France got a concussion yep. in training. And yep. He was smart to pull out. Good for him. Smart. Yeah. I know a lot of guys that didn't do that and uh, ruined their careers. Yep. Never were the same after that. So look, yeah, I'm going to lean good, towards good, good coaching too by Mr. Berriman. Yeah, I've I'm I've noticed. Uh, oh, not noticed, but I'm saying that um, Manelis, this is all going his way. I'm going to lean more towards him, given that he's had plenty of time yeah. to train. Knew the fight was coming up for a long time. Bringing in a new. But I give I give the USC coming in. Dos Santos is quality opponent. Mm-hmm. He's got a good, you know, like I said, undefeated record. It's hard to find someone to take a fight. Yeah. Of that quality in that amount of time. Got it. Next, Justin Taffa against Austin Lane. Uh, this is one of those Justin Taffa. His, his junior Taffa just fought, so don't get confused. We got yeah. Justin Taffa and junior Taffa. Yes. But uh, Justin Taffa is a he's a hammer. This dude, when he starts throwing, he throws big shots. He's got a good chin. Uh, Austin Lane has really come a long ways. Used to be a professional football player. Um just you know, I'm trying. What happened in his last fight? I think it was a no contest. Uh, he went out Austin there. Austin Lane's. Yeah. Yes, Austin Lane's last fight was a no contest, I believe. Yeah. It yep. Was. Yeah. Against Justin, Justin Taffa on the eye poke. There we go. So, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this one plays out again. You can go and look at you know what was happening there. It, it went 30 seconds. Yeah. And so it wasn't enough for you know either guy to feel like oh they were. You know, taking over. So it's it's good that they just put the fight back together, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens from there. But this time they're fighting in Justin Taffa's. Yeah. Hometown. So I look at it though is that, you know, they both they both have some power. Is Austin Lane going to try to get this fight to the ground? Will Taffa will Taffa be able to stuff the takedowns? After Taffa hits his back on the ground, will this fight stay there? It will most likely probably stay there. And that's the that's the problem. One or two takedowns, okay. he may not be able to get back up. So if Austin Lane is smart, threatens the big shots, the stand up, closes the distance, tackles them basically to the ground. <laughs> I don't want to say double yeah. leg. I want to put too much credit behind it. Okay, but get the, get the well, takedown. He can tackle people. Yeah, get to the top position. So, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It says right here. What is it? That Taffa is the favorite minus two twenty, and Austin Lane is. Plus, what is it? Plus 180. So, uh, you know, look, it's it's one of those. Right. I look at it as kind of a 50-50. I would lean more towards uh, towards Taffa, just giving a little bit more. I would not say a little bit more power on the feet. If he's able to stuff one or two takedowns, knowing that, look, everyone tries to take these guys down. They know yep. they have power. They know that if I can press you against the fence, start to slow you down by the second round, you're not the same fighter. And I can do that. Then I can stretch this in and, and drown you in deeper waters. Just got to avoid the big shot in the early part of the fight. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. next fight. All right. Tyson Tyson Pedro against Anton Trukalj. Trukalj. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson Pedro, he's one of those guys, man, it's like he looks great mm-hmm. at light heavyweight. You know, he was doing well at heavyweight, went down to light heavyweight. What was his last Show me his last fight. I can't remember who it was, but it was the problem. Yep. Bukakis. Okay. Yeah. 
and you know that was a decision and stuff but he just slowly started to get tired mm-hmm. in that and things just didn't go his way and he's what he needs to do in this fight is just take over like he used to do all the time just start putting pressure on the guy throw good shots you know be the big man out there he's the he's gonna be the bigger guy he's huge for 205 yeah so yeah i think this is his fight to you know to, to take anywhere he wants if he's smart about the way he does it. yeah he's just got a he's got a he's got good kicks he's got good power keep his back off yep. the fence don't let the guy try to hang on you and don't waste your energy trying to press them to the fence you're you're the you're the Normally the better athlete, normally the one with more power. Don't let that person just drag you down. Like basically put their weight on you, make you feel heavy. Let your arms fill up with blood. Avoid those situations, especially early in the fight. Create the space, make them feel your power. Leg kicks, inside leg kick, body shots, head kicks, all of those things. Okay, let them go. Do it and do it with confidence. I mean, I think I think Tyson Pedro for sure should, should be able to win this fight. Carlos Olberg against Da Woon Jung. I love Carlos Olberg. I think the guy is athletic as hell. He comes from city boxing. He has been looking very good. He's been getting more and more confident. Um, right now, he's that guy you're looking at. It's just going to take just a couple more fights just to get that confidence exactly where it needs to be because it's building. And he is his kickboxing is outstanding. His takedown defense has gotten really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dawun Jung, very good. He's got good takedowns. He's got a good ground game. It's an interesting fight. On the feet, I go with Olberg. On the ground, it's hard to go past Jung, but I don't know if he can get Olberg to the ground. Yeah, the athleticism of Olberg, the, his abilities to keep his hips away and and utilize the knees and the clinch and all the other things that he does very well. I think he's the better striker. I think he's going to have more power. I mean, it's, I basically look at him almost like another Tyson uh, Pedro. They're very similar in terms of like how good they are on the feet. So yeah, but he's he's better. He's better on the feet. He is. He's dynamic. He is. He is a better. He's, he's a good. Better and uh, I guess more technical striker than Tyson Pedro. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, John. Is there any other fights on this on these on this card that you wanted to chat about? You know what? I'll, I'll bring up uh, Jamie Malarkey against John uh, Macdessy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macdessy's been around for a long time. You know, he is the bull. He's tough. He's good. Comes out of TriStar. Well, he did come out of TriStar. I'm not sure he's still there. But Malarkey's just a gamer, man. He fights his ass off. So I think that's going to be a great fight. Both guys yep. don't like to take a backward step. And so I think those guys are going to clash in the middle and someone's getting knocked out. I look at this ne- the next fight also, too, is uh, uh, yep. Nazrat Hasbrat versus uh, Quinones. I think that should be a good fight as well. The two of them should come out. Should be a good fight. I think Hasbrat should I, win this fight. I think Hasbrat should win that fight. But I'm saying that it should be a fun fight, John. It, no, no. It, look, Landon is coming off of the Ultimate Fighters uh, with uh, being on Conor McGregor's team and stuff. Look, he's a he's a young, talented kid. He's got good stand up. Hasperat hits a lot harder than people realize. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna feel that power and go, oh shit. Yeah, and he's 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 kind of like he's kind of barrel chested. Kind of seems like he's got pretty good cardio. Seems like he gets in people's face. He throws a lot of heavy heat though. And yep. so as you get to that later, that the middle of the third round or in, early in the third round, he will tend to kind of sometimes what I've seen against some of the other guys, he's kind of labored a little bit, even though he seems like he's pushing forward. He seems like he's letting it all go. So we'll see. I think I'm looking forward to that fight, though. Yep. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up our oh, uh, one more. Ahead. I got to go with it. 
Okay. Opening oh. the entire show. Got to go with Big Daddy Kiefer Crosby coming out of SBG. Look, in the stand-up, mm-hmm. Kiefer Crosby is good. He's got fast hands. He's got power. The ground game is definitely not his friend for the most yep. part as far as, you know, I don't know if uh, Kevin Jussett's going to try to take the fight there, but it would be a good idea. But if he gets into a stand-up battle with Kiefer Crosby, that will be a fun opening fight. Well, Jussett, I've actually, I actually looked him up a little bit today because I figured we'd be talking about Kiefer Crosby as I tried to s- just skip past him on accident. Um, but he, he, does have, he does have takedowns, but he doesn't tend to shoot double legs. He tends to just get to the body lock, lift, and take you down. Uh, Crosby, I think, has got the advantage on the feet. And it's not just because of the power, but because of the, just the technique of it all. Crosby will stand in the pocket and throw. Justin has to be more on the outside. He's got good knees. Uh, Kevin Justin, or I don't know how you say his last name. He's got good knees in the clinch where Kiefer's got to be cautious of those. Uh, but inside that boxing range, I would give the advantage to Kiefer because Justin's kind of long. He fight, tries to fight long, but he's also very hittable. He keeps his hands down kind of chest level versus up. That's and, not a good plan. And he doesn't move Crosby. his head a whole lot offline. That's not a good plan. That's not. Crosby but either. when he does get into the clinch, he does get into those areas. He does tend to get the takedowns and he puts people on his back. That's what he wants. That's to what do. he's going to need to do against Kiefer Crosby. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk. And uh, let's go ahead and make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. And you know where you're going to hit it? You're going to hit it on our YouTube channel. You're going to hit it also on our OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. Subscribe to us over there. It is free. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button over there. Hit that subscribe button to us here on the YouTube channels. We got our Clips channel as well. Hit the link down below. It'll take you to our Clips channel. Hit that subscribe button. I want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. And uh, it's been fun, man. We've been growing. We've been doing this for what? Almost, what, five, four years now? Four years. Four years, man. Jeez, I would have thought John would have been tired of me after year one. <laughs> so would I. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. But hey, How can I get tired of you, John? Because I, I just bring the energy. That's why. I got to keep the old man on his toes. That's it. That's <laughs> I it. do. All right. Hey, wait. Slowing down. Let's get into some game bread talk, man. We got game bread, bare knuckle, MMA. We got it all. Oh, going back old style, man. Going back to my days. Going back to the time when they didn't use gloves. Don't need no gloves. And so we got... Dos Santos versus Verdum. This is a fight that did take place in the UFC long ago. This was really it was this was Junior Dos Santos coming out party, man. This was the one that put him on the map when he knocked out Fabricio Verdum. I don't I can't even remember what year that was, man. It was a long time ago. Oh, it's has to be about 12, 13 years. Mm. Go back. Let me see what this is. And Keep going, keep going, keep going. See, you got to keep going. Look at this. Boom, Fabricio Verdum, 2008. Wow. Hit it on the head, dude. 15 years, actually. Oof. Oof. Boom. That's a long time. That's a long time. time. But that was, if you remember, that was his coming out party in the UFC. And everyone was all of a sudden, whoa, who is this guy? Mm. And he just exploded on the scene. This is going to be a little bit different in the fact that Junior's not as fast. Fabricio's not that fast, but Fabricio, if he can get the fight to the ground, he's going to give Junior a lot of problems, especially with the fact that you don't have that door stopper on the end of your arm Mm. for someone to take and control the wrist. It's a lot easier to move through things. You're more into a uh, true grappling situation. 
it's going to work well for Verdum if the fight gets to the ground. So Junior needs to keep this on the feet. Yeah, I think what we got to see though is if you if you've noticed, there's been videos floating around of the two of them training. I would see. I wasn't going to say it. And they don't look they, anything like they look when they, they left. They, they both look good. They both look good. John. <laughs> <laughs> they they both don't they don't look like they did when they left uh and i think I'm, junior even came out publicly and said that there's no usada i'm just going there you the, go right look at, there look at him look at him that's proof look right there yeah that's called peptides <laughs> everyone keeps talking about these he peptides looks, things yeah peptides i'm I, i've heard of them but I've, i don't know what it's they not steroids it's peptides but are they are they very legal though right yes okay are. i didn't know like uh, and then I saw one with Verdum also. He was like, there you go, right there. He was shadow boxing by the pool. Boom, boom, boom. Like, Verdum is back. Yeah. It's looking good. These guys. Jeez. <laughs> hey, you know what? I look at it. It's good. You know, it, it, let's be honest. They're both on some type of supplementation. Yeah. Okay? So. Yeah. It's okay. As long as they're both on, I'm, I'm all right. I mean... I don't know, John. Like when your body's telling you it's time without using it, maybe it's time. I'm just <laughs> I'm being honest, man. I'm like I look at I look at like who just who just brought it up? Paul Felder. He just entered back into the USADA pool. I know. And I'm like, Paul, just you, you, you have a great job sitting cage side for every fight watching I look, John, I was with you side by side, sitting cage side watching these fights. When Bellator has a fight, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way I want to give this job up. To get back in there and do that? Fuck no. <laughs> These guys, I mean, look, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe they maybe they're interested in him coming back and you know he can make a lot of money. I don't know what his contract is, but I think I think after one or two camps, he's gonna be like, Yeah, this isn't what I wanted. It just I think the itch, maybe maybe the scratch needs to be, you know, or the itch needs to be scratched a little bit. Maybe it does. I get it. Misha Tate, she's doing it a little bit, you know, and uh, other fighters have done it. You know, Joanna's talking about well, doing it right now. Joanna and Jacek, she's talking about see, coming back. That's because now you've been away from it for a little bit, and you've had that opportunity to just take a look, and you go, man, I really loved it. Yeah. And that's great. And if if you have that desire, you know, let's be honest, Paul's still not that old. No. Okay. But the, the real question to ask here, and I say it all the time, what's the reason for you coming back? Yeah. What is it? Is it to go for a title? Because you got to be honest. Is Paul Felder going to get into that point of being in title contention? I don't think so. Not is it 45, 55, 70? What oh, is he's it? He's going to be in 50. He's got to be at 55. 55? Yeah, he's going to be in lightweights. So he's got Islam Makachev. He's got... Michael Chandler, he's got Dustin Poirier, he's got Justin Gaethje. Come on. I mean, he's there's just killers in that damn division. So you look and you go, okay, is it you just got to, as you're saying, scratch that itch? Okay. I'm okay with it. You know, especially at his age because he can still fight. There's no doubt. You know, but you got to really look and say, what's what is the reason that you're doing it? What what I like though what he said was I guess can you Dave can you try to pull that up he basically said something along the lines of I entered back in 
for a chance or for an opportunity just to say if I if I did want to scratch it that it was available to me and that this, this it may never come. Okay. Something along those lines. I mean like obviously he won't I be happy about that whatever that shit is. Well no, he's lost yeah, that money. Yeah, you're you're in you're in it, you know. Yeah. I have no idea if I'm fighting. Felder said that I roll with Michael Chiesa, honest to god. I know it blew up on social media, but I'm back training. I enjoy MMA. I mean, basically, he was trying to say that I don't even know if I am going to fight. Let me see. For all the people that think I need to, I, I need both hips replaced. I have bad hips. There's no secret about that. Yeah, see, that to me is like, oof. But I am back it's in the Asada pool testing. Yeah. Fucking yeah, jack. And look, I, I will tell you. Uh, right here, Josh. Let's okay. call a paragraph right here. Go ahead and read it there in English. Uh, I did it just in case. <laughs> I'm getting old and there might be some old dudes out there that might want to dust it up in six months. Other than that, I have no idea. I'm enjoying training. I want to help out Michael. I really want to get back in the uh, gym in Philly as well as start getting on the mat with those guys. I truly missed it. I'm still doing triathlon, so don't get it twisted. Yeah. I mean, if he's in shape, like here's the thing, John, I'm so far removed like, like I said, I haven't really trained like hard and tense at all, probably in over a year. I mean, I trained yeah. last the last two weeks at a, the small little jitsu gym here in, you know, and where I live now. Um, and I, I don't have any desire to get back out and do it that, you know, like that intense. Um, had it been, I, there was moments, I think, probably like four or five months after I, I had retired. I was like, you know what? I'm so, I could still train hard. I, I've been training hard with my students. I feel it. I felt like my jiu-jitsu got a lot better because I was I was rolling a lot more with my students. I was teaching a lot more. You know, you're learning a lot more just by teaching and your students are asking questions. You feel like you're getting better. Um, I thought about doing, because Gilbert Lennon and I had talked about doing like a jiu-jitsu tournament or a match in uh, Chael's show up in Oregon. Uh, yep. I, can't, I can't remember what it's called. Sug? Mission Underground? Yes, Mission Underground, yeah. So we had talked about doing it there. And, uh, you know, but then it kind of faded away. So I think COVID hit, basically, like right around that time. And we're like, yeah, nah, we're good. So uh, after that, it just kind of was, I lost it. He's still active. He's still, like he said, he kind of went back in and started rolling. He kind of doing a little bit, kind of visiting the gym once in a while. There's still that itch that needs to be scratched. And if he's doing triathlons, he's still in phenomenal shape. Those are things that will keep you wanting to do it because you know, look, I'm in shape. I know I can run. I know, I know I can, I can bike. I know I can do all getting in shape is the hardest part for a lot of these guys. Oh yeah. For like, for me right now, that would be the hardest part for me. Getting my fucking fat ass up off the couch. Be like, yeah, man, let's go run five miles. Nah, I'm good. I can run a couple miles. I'll run, you know, two, three miles. I'm good. But that's like twice a week. If that, yeah, two, three miles (laughs) twice a week. That's good. This guy's running. He's getting ready for triathlon. That's that's 10 miles one day. That's fucking 25 miles the next day on the bike. That's half mile, mile in the pool, I you know, tell, swimming. No I thanks. tell people all the time, Josh, you know why you run five miles? Well, the cops are chasing you. Because <laughs> you park your damn car way too far away from the problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, that's the only way. That's the only reason why. Look, I, I'm all I'm all for. How old is Paul Felder? 35? Mm, I want to know. Well, he might be 36, I want to say. 38 38 yeah, I mean you know like he said though he understands where he's what he's coming back for is there any old guys that want to dust it up I get it you know I like to actually see him and maybe RDA do it run it back I said I saw that yeah I mean but you saw it but what you did was you saw him fight on short notice and all he'd been training for was triathlons at the time 
So I would like to see him run it back maybe with RDA. RDA is a little bit older than him, I believe. And, um, you know, and, you know, here's the other guy. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed maybe to watching him fight. I don't know. I, what, what, what about what about a Stephen Thompson? He's forty. At, at one seventy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, Felder's got good enough yeah. kickboxing that he could definitely do that. He would be at a disadvantage as far as length. Yeah. The, the length of Thompson would be he's Thompson is taller and longer than mm-hmm. uh, Felder, but he could definitely do it. I'm not saying he's going to come out on the you know top side of it. But. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that Thompson would take that fight. He's looking for a title shot only. He's he's really can he really wants that Kamaru Usman fight after Usman called him out. I don't know. I don't know. look. All right, let's get back to the game bread situation. Any other fights on here you want to talk about, John? Yeah, you got Brandon Jenkins. Going up against Anthony Njikawani. You know, a lot of people have forgotten about Anthony. And Anthony's from uh, Las Vegas. His brother mm-hmm. is Chidi. And Anthony is a hell of a fighter. Very good in the stand-up. Very tough to take down. Uh, that fight, him and Brandon Jenkins, that that's going to be a good, tough battle. All right, all right. Oh, that's going to... I guess that's going to... Look, I would like to get into more of the other stuff. Uh uh, I don't know them. <laughs> That's the other thing. I don't know a lot of these guys. Um, Irwin Rivera against Joshua Weems. That, that'll that be an interesting fight. Irwin, Irwin uh, very tough, good wrestling. Uh, Joshua Weems, just a, just a goddamn crazy bastard that can fight well. So that's a good fight right there in itself, too. All right. All right. Well, hey, guys, what one is this, uh, Dave? Tell us when it is. You also oh, it's, have on Friday. A- it's on Friday. Joel Bauman, who used to wrestle at the University of Minnesota, Joel Bauman, mm-hmm. who uh, the NC2A kind of put a thing on because he was selling his rap music, <laughs> and uh, they uh, they took away his scholarship. Jeez, Joel Joel's fighting a guy you know well in Maki Patolo. Ah, that's that's another interesting fight. So there's some, there's some interesting fights on there. All right, well I'm gonna have to tune in just because it's on Friday night though. <laughs> Tune in on Friday night. All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our uh, game bread MMA talk. We got Verdum versus Dos Anjos. John, I'm pretty sure Masvidal on Instagram said this was the first ever time that they're doing MMA with no gloves. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure on Instagram. Did you what? just say who, that? Who said that? George Masvidal. Yeah, maybe the promotion. Oh. <laughs> His promotion. No, no, no. First no, no. He said like first no, time. No, 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 no. Let, let me play. Let me play. Hold on. Let me play. Oh my God! Do you know the sport was created with no gloves? and I'm inviting you this Friday to be a part of history. It's only the second show in the history of Florida MMA with no gloves. Okay, second it's history of Florida. 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 <laughs> my bad. My bad. Got it. My bad. Got it. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Dave, I mean, those but, minor you know, details when, when, make a big when difference. When you were a little kid in Scotland. Mm-hmm. We were doing no, uh, no gloves. It was bare knuckle. Mm. <laughs> I was doing a uh, no glove backyard wrestling, just for the record. Yeah, huh? oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, at that time you were rolling around in your mom's tummy, trying to get out of there. <laughs> you try to fight his way out of there with no gloves. All right, what else you got for us, Dave? You got some news for us, buddy? Yeah. So uh, after we dropped the show, this news came out that Cyril Gan had got his home broken into during his main event during his, when he was at the venue. Uh, his apartment in Paris got broken into and he stole like 160,000 worth of 
good 150,000 worth of goods. Um, pretty crazy story. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious to know that no one's going to be at his house during that time because he's main eventing. And so Brilliant. I, I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy, but you might start to expect more things like this to happen. I'm just being honest. It's been laid out. Like if I know you and your whole family is pretty much not going to be home, there's no one looking at your house. And odds are because you are who you are, your neighbors won't be home either. And if they are home, they're, they're probably busy watching the fight. They're not going to be giving two shits and they might even have friends over. My neighbor's fighting, da 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 da. They're going to have people over. There's going to be too many people making noise, making ruckus, and people are just going to be able to walk right in. Now, I don't know where he lives, you know, um, in, in the, uh, in Paris. He lives in Paris, correct? Lives in Paris. Yeah, he lives in Paris. I mean, that's, oh man. It that's sucks. Sad. That's sad. It's shit. It's a shitty situation. It totally is. A, it's a shitty thing, but now you got to say, okay, from now on, if when I'm going to a fight, I'm going to have someone house sit because at least that way it can be. And I, they, they put robbery here. This is a burglary. When you break into someone's home and no one's there, it's a burglary. It's, it's, not it's a just different in their country. Okay. You don't know the rules. No, there. it's not. You don't know their laws there. Country, you don't know. Bunch of you bullshit. don't know. <laughs> goddamn people. I think you got robbed. No, you didn't get robbed. You got burglarized. But I really feel bad for him. It sucks. Someone uh, goes in and takes your stuff and violates. 150 euros your home. or 166,000 is what they said. USD. What, what exactly did they take that would work? I know. That's what but I was That's a like, lot of money. Yeah, a, I mean, you. That is a lot. Like TVs aren't worth shit these days. I mean, so they would have had to have stole a lot of memorabilia type stuff. I, I don't know what he could have taken that was 150. Jewelry. Yeah. Yeah, jewelry. Yeah, jewelry watches, things like that, <clears throat> including a Rolex watch. So that will, the, the Rolex itself, depending on thirty to what, fifty, what kind it is. Yeah, yep. Interesting. Did you never see the Netflix documentary about the kids that that did like the coordinated robberies at the celebrities' houses, and they did the exact same thing? They watched them on social media to see when they were gone, and they would break into their houses and uh, <laughs> steal their stuff in in Hollywood. That was uh, like it was, it was a group of like three kids that were doing it for a while, and then eventually got busted. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant until you get caught man brilliant <laughs> like oh man that's it's that sucks though man that that definitely sucks all right what else you got for us dave yeah let's look at rampage coming out of retirement he's gonna fight uh what's the guy's name again i always can, can never pronounce daryl schoonover there you go daryl john Schoonover. knows this guy well <laughs> daryl schoonover is not a uh he's not a chump man the guy can fight now the the real thing is you say you know I say I sit there and I say that and I and I mean it when I say look he can fight. Well, I just don't see the purpose of why Rampage is fighting. You know, Quentin Quentin is a guy you take a look at man. He was a superstar in Pride. He was a world champion with the UFC. What are you doing? Daryl Schoonover was a guy that was on your team in the when you were a coach of the ultimate fighter and you made fun of him, which wasn't, you know, did, you know, everyone's say, Oh, it was so mean. Okay. You made fun of him. You know, what do you call him? Titties? Big boys called him titties. Titties. And, and you could, you know, now guess who has titties? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know, Quentin's trying to get rid of him. He's um, trying to get in shape and God bless him for trying to get in shape. And uh, he's doing well. And, and I love Quentin, but, I, I just don't get it. You know, he, he's been chasing that boxing match with uh, Shannon Briggs. Say, 
Shannon Briggs. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, does this lead in any direct, any way towards that happening? Uh, what's the reason for this? I know he's part of, and I don't know the name of it. I'm UFL. No, uh, it's no, that yeah. league that Frank Mir, Tito. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Quinton are kind of part of, you know, I guess he's doing it to try to, you know, help bump up that. So that, that could be the reason, hmm. but you know, it's just, there comes a point. You know, Quinn is not young now. What's Quinn? 45? Jeez. No, he can't be. He's your age. He is. My... Quinn, is he my age? I believe he 45. is. 45. 45. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. 45. He is my age. 45 years old. Yeah. You know, and it's like, eh. I love Quinn. I'd like to see him just walk away from fighting all all together and stuff. His last fight that he did was his fight in Japan against uh, Fedor. <clears throat> that didn't turn out, you know, the way he wanted it to turn out and stuff. But he wasn't in sh- in good shape for it, and he wasn't in. He was not the guy that everyone knew Quinn to be mm-hmm. at that point. Is he going to be that guy in this now? We're going to find out. No but idea. I mean, I don't know. We will see. We will Good see. Good luck to him, though. Yeah, exactly. Him. I mean, everyone loves Quentin. He's one of those guys. Oh, how do you not? You can't. You can't not like him. I mean, we've. I've done so many autograph signings with him and just been around yep. for photo shoots. He is a fan favorite. The guy. He's everyone hysterical. loves him. He's hilarious. He's so nice to everybody. Um, I don't know, man. We've Except done for we've titties. Done, <laughs> for titties, <laughs> man. But if he's in shape at all, if he's in shape at all, I don't know how titties beats him though. If if. Quentin Jackson is in shape at all. I don't know how Titties beats him. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. You know, Chael Sonnen beat Quentin, and he beat him how? Took him down. Took him down a couple of times, but he beat him with speed. Yeah. Chael being faster. Yeah. Because if there's one thing that Father Time has taken from Quentin, because Quentin oh, was yeah. fast at one time. Yeah. Quentin had fast hands, and he had power. Yeah. He still has power at 45. He still has power, but the fast hands. Not quite so much. So nothing, nothing like this. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. Please, please never do that again. I had to slow it down Ever. for you guys. You guys, that was in slow mo. I had Dave. I had, to, I had Dave slow the tape down. I had Dave slow the tape down. Ba 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 ba. Damn! I think I threw my back out though. Uh, <laughs> I, I pinched Ow. a nerve. Ow! Oh. Yeah, God. All I right. love it. Oh man! All right, Dave. Whatever, whatever, whatever he wants to do. He's earned the right to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, he has. All right. What else you got for us, Dave? All right. Let's look at this kind of crazy one. I don't know if you guys have been following the Dylan Dennis, uh, Logan Paul situation, (laughs) but it's gotten so out of hand that you've got like political commentators that are actually commenting on it now. Candace Owens, who's a political commentator, put out a tweet the other day saying this Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis thing has escalated real quick. Uh, from zero or something like that but uh, Jake Paul <laughs> came out I think like I think they're just trying to kind of like acknowledge the fact that Dylan's out of hand right now but not mm-hmm. give him a lot of uh, praise because of it because Jake Paul tweets out on September 4th remember my brother picked this guy for one reason only because he craves attention and followers and will do his best to sell the fight making my brother even wealthier in the process hence why Dennis has no back end percent of the money made he's a puppet what do you guys think? And what do you guys think overall? 
Well, John, if I if I'm reading that te- if I'm reading that tweet from Jake Paul, I mean, I would really just come back to the table and say, okay, look, your brother just brought up a good point. I'm over here promoting this fight for you. I'm making you. And a I'm lot doing of money. a hell of a job. I'm doing a great job because I'm fucking murdering you on Twitter. I'm the <laughs> fucking Twitter king. Obliterating. I mean, it's mopping I mean, him. We're, we're talking. It's like a guy bringing a freaking popsicle stick to a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Paul has just been decimated yeah. by Dylan Dennis. Like, I'm the first one to say, you know, I, I didn't think Dylan Dennis would show up for this fight. So, I, but I'll tell you what, he has done one hell of a job of getting under the skin of Logan Paul. Of I'm not saying he hasn't crossed the line. I think he's crossed the line many times. But he is selling that fight because there's I know people that are asking me about it now based upon what he's done with some of the comments and some of the photos about Logan's fiance. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little hits. Look, we've always said like, Hey, stay away from wives. Don't cross the yeah, line. Don't cross the line. He has, he has no line. He just creates no. a new one. Every time he, he doesn't crosses even know, it. he doesn't even know where the line no, is. He doesn't know where the line is. And he chooses not to even pay attention to it when he does, when there is one there. Um, yes. but if I'm Dylan Dennis, I'm like, look, I'm bringing so much attention to this fight. I think I need to get back to the bargaining table. Hence the back end percentage that your brother said that I don't have any of. Well, we need to start talking about that. And, and look, I know there's a little bit of a clause in there saying if he backs out, I think he owes a hundred thousand dollars. Well, not if he back, you know, if he pulls out based upon he had an injury or something like that, but you could, you could say, you know, Hey, you know, I I need more money, but that does, I'm just being honest. you look at that and you go, Okay, so Logan Paul's got that. I don't want to lose him as my opponent. You don't. Because if I lose him, I have to fight Mike Perry. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> that ain't going to go well for Logan Paul. Hello? Ain't going to go well at all. Yeah, Logan, Lo- Mike Perry is not the guy. Yeah, he's, There's that video of that old man yelling at some young kid or something like that. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Well, Mike Perry is not that guy, my friend. Yeah, that's it. He's he's not the one that you want to have in there. I just, yeah, I'm looking at it going, man, no, not 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 a good so, matchup for you. Logan. So you think about it, and if you are, if you're Logan Paul, and Dylan does what you say and says, mm-hmm. you know what, your brother's right. I'm not getting any of the back end, mm-hmm. and I I I deserve some of it because I'm the one selling this thing. So. You know, you give me back in on this thing or, you know, obviously we're, we're not going to end up doing this. Now, Logan can sit there and, you know, try to pressure and say, hey, you're going to owe me $100,000. But then he, he's got to look and say, I don't want to lose him. John, I just heard that last little and I just put it in a pers- like what you just said. You said, yeah, you got to give me that back end. I'm going to put a little pressure on you and you're going to have to give me that $100,000. <laughs> That whole little cut just sounded really bad. <laughs> Only available on OnlyFans, my friends. There you that go, was baby. Great. No, I was. This, I was like, wait, this just doesn't sound good. This doesn't sound good. You little fucking perv. Uh, <laughs> but like, let's go ahead. Let's. Uh, so, and then Dylan's come off, man. Dylan's been doing some great stuff. He's putting together some collages. Uh, some Photoshop uh, footage and photos of of uh, I don't, Logan's. I don't know. Some of, some of them were photoshopped. One, the one with Dylan oh, and his yeah. girl, it, that one's photoshopped from what I understand. 
But then, uh, you know, the other ones I think is with her and like some of her ex-boyfriends, which are not photoshopped. Yeah, that's not photoshopped. But he's come up with some videos of her, you know, saying stuff and everything. It's like, like, I I know that they change words on videos and stuff and everything, you know, but if, if, (laughs) yeah, all I have to say is right now, Logan Paul needs to stay off of social media. Yeah, just don't even listen. Just take the L, buddy. Just take the L. You've lost already. Just take the L. Take the L in in the social media aspect and just go get into the ring and punch him in the face. Yeah, Logan even came out I think and said like, yeah, he's pretty good at this Twitter thing. (laughs) I was like, yeah, because he's mopping the floor with you, son. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, there was another thing. What what was there was something else um that I sent you I think today, Dave. Uh, Sent me. let me no, see the PFL CEO thing that we said. Oh, we, yeah. Let's let's go oh, ahead and Don skip Davis. over that. Yeah, the Don Davis, he basically just yelled at the UFC. He's telling them, you know, hey, we're a better promotion. We uh, we pay more. We take care of our fighters better. But I, th- I think the breakdown is, is that every every promotion that's not the UFC, they have to pay more. Otherwise, yes. you lose all the top talent to, to the UFC. Well, it's your only way to get top yeah. talent is yeah. you're going to have to overpay or you know, pay more, way more than the UFC is going to pay them because that's how you, you entice that fighter to come yep. over to your promotion. Yeah. Companies that, like that, one companies like Bellator one, companies PFL, like PFL. Bellator, all yeah. They, they, have they, they all, more. they all have to pay more. Cause it, why, why would I not, why would I want to go there? If I'm not going to get paid more money, I'm going to get paid the same money when I get paid the same money fighting over there and fight, you know, guys that are, that I know, well, you know, you could possibly be too. And it's all, it's as much as, you know, Josh, you can take a look at if you went on, any of the MMA media stuff on, you know, the, you know, online right now, 90%, 95% is coverage of the UFC. So if you're a fighter and you're looking and you say, well, I want, you know, eyes on me. I want, you know, this kind of thing. I'm, I want to become some, the marketing for the UFC is already there, Mm -hmm. You know, and so you've got to, if you're going to fight for the PFL or you're going to fight for one or, or Bellator, you got to look and say, that's not my priority. Yeah. I'm not worried about the media aspect yeah. and people recognize me and stuff. I want to put checks in the bank. And that's why guys go and fight yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about what um, I was just watching. Uh, I think Arenas Williams was doing something. Uh what was it? I can't remember what it was. So anyways, professional basketball player was talking about like, would I rather have the rings or would I rather have the money? And he's like, he he's, he's like, look, I, I can go. He's like, I can actually, and it's so funny. He pulled it up right away. He goes, he's like, you see that ring right there? That ring was won by somebody that was on the, on the team. He's like, and now I can buy that ring. Cause I took the money. He's like, because that guy doesn't want that ring anymore. He's like, I could buy it for a fraction of what he what he got it for. He put in more time. He did all these other things. Like, yeah, sure. But he's like, that guy though only got paid two point five million for that year. He's like, I made thirty eight million that year. I'll take the money. And then I could buy my own ring. I get it. If you're chasing legacies, you're doing all that. I understand where you want to be. But for me, it's always been at the end of the day, the kind of the Eddie Alvarez approach, whatever is chase wherever the money is. At the end of the day, the money is the thing that's going to buy you the property, going to buy you the house, is going to buy you, buy you the things that you need in life to take care of. You. Sometimes even buy your health, you know, being able to afford your um, your medical insurance. Those type of things are going to be important. 
Um, he that was one of his things. Like, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of NBA player NBA players, a lot of other uh, athletes out there that are struggling to make um, their insurance payments, yeah, which is absolutely. sad, which is truly sad. But it it, it, it is, is you know but it's true it's true, and they wish they would have probably taken the more money instead of chasing that that extra title or whatever, trying to get to a ring, taking less money to be on a team that maybe never got there. Who knows? You have three rings. Those rings don't resell on the on the on the eBay market for very much, my friend. Nope. So they don't. All righty, all righty. Well, hey, back to uh, Dylan Dennis. Good job, my man. Good job, my <laughs> man. Good for you. Go to WayneAndMerch.com, WayneAndMerch.com. Hit that subscribe button, you guys. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel and on our Clips channel. Well, thank you guys so much. And Wayne and Merch got hoodies coming up. The weather's starting to make a slight change. It's getting darker a little bit earlier. You're going to need those hoodies. So check them out on WayneAndMerch.com. Thank you guys so much. And John, take us away. And for everyone out there, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you.